Greetings, ghouls and creeps, and welcome to Listen to Their Screams, a horror podcast. I am your host, Dave, and I'm joined by the other host, Ike. Ike, how are you doing? I am doing very, um, I think to, I think today, you know what, I'm going to say it, I'm disappointed today. I think we'll talk about it here in a minute. Oh, I know where you're going with this. <laughs> well, I'm I'm feeling good. Uh, it's It's a nice, cool, crisp day here in North Carolina, so it feels like fall. And I'm enjoying a Deep River Brewing Company pumpkin pie porter. Uh, so, you know, beer makes everything better. And if it's a fall beer, it's even better. So uh, I'm just going to drink it to, to, to get through all this stuff. That's my philosophy in life. Maybe not a healthy one, kids, so maybe not follow <laughs> Dave's lead. But it is what it is. Before we dive into the meat of the show, let's begin as we always do. And, and urge you, to wherever you listen to us, please subscribe and if possible, leave a rating and review and share the episodes. Help us network. Of course, you can find us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. Just look up Listen to Screams. That is Listen, the number two in Screams. And uh, make sure you follow us there and engage with us in conversation. We like to talk horror not only with each other but with all of you online. So uh, join in the conversations there. Uh, I, I always forget every week to do this, but I, I want to give right off the top here – uh, before we dive in, I want to give a special shout out to my wife, Monica, who is our official Listen to Their Screams uh, researcher. She does a, a lot of the research for us leading into the shows. I give her a list of what we're going to talk about in our outline, and she gives us all the details uh, so that we know what we're talking about as far as release years, uh, streaming services that these things are on, etc. Sometimes you know, we still screw it up on our end. <laughs> she can have the notes right in front of me, and sometimes I'll still say the wrong thing. So, But uh, I'd like to give a special thanks to her. Uh, you know, a happy wife, happy life, and all that good stuff. But thanks to her for what she does. And uh, also, sometimes I forget to mention, so let's get it out of the way. Uh, we will give a spoiler warning for the podcast. We try not to dive into too many details and give too much away. But, of course, in the uh, in the conversation about movies, uh, oftentimes many things are, are spoiled. So there is a spoil warning for any and all movies that we talk about on the show. So now that we've got all that out of the way, let's take just a momentary catch our breath, take a drink of beer. And we'll dive into all the news and upcoming releases. I think we have some late words of just arriving. And I'll interrupt to bring this to you. All right. Let's talk about a few news things because there are some cool things that happened uh, this past week leading up to this week's show. Uh, in, in the toys and merchandise area, uh, everybody knows I'm a collector. I like to collect lots of stuff. I'm, I'm a big toy junkie. And I'm a big fan of Nika, the, the company Nika. I believe that's how you pronounce it. And I particularly love their Toonie Terror line, and they just recently announced that the, one of their newest figures that's going to come out is Svengooly is going to get his own Toonie Terror, uh, which is a very, very cool thing. I'm a big fan of Svengooly. Uh, Svengooly is a horror host that began in Chicago. Uh, it, it, there was actually been two Svengoolies. Jerry Bishop was Svengooly from 1970 1973, and Rich Cos, who's the current one, took over and, and, and revitalized the character in 1979 and still is doing it today. Uh, you can watch his show on MeTV every Saturday night. He is still hosting monster and horror and scary movies in the old horror host fashion. So check him out on MeTV. And, of course, follow Nika on Facebook, Twitter, et cetera, as they do lots of cool figures. And I'm, like I said, I'm a big fan of theirs, a big fan of the Toonie Terrors line. Uh, a couple of things coming out. There are a couple broadcast TV specials since we're approaching Halloween, some things that we think you ought to check out. Monday, October 25th on Freeform. Uh, they're doing a marathon of the Simpsons Treehouse of Horrors. These are Ooh. these are cool. Some are better than others, um, but they're doing a marathon of them. So that would be a cool thing to sit and watch all the way through. 
And then followed up on the next night, Tuesday, October 25th, on Netflix, uh, the series uh, Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities uh, will debut. We'll talk about that in our upcoming releases just a little bit. Uh, before we get to those, though, let's talk about a couple of birthdays coming up. Uh, we would be remiss if we didn't mention on October 21st, Carrie Fisher, uh, the late Carrie Fisher, would have been her birthday, of course, known primarily for playing Princess Leia in the Star Wars franchise. But she also had a spot in Scream 3. And Sam Raimi, October 23rd would have been his was, would be his birthday. Excuse me. Not was not the past tense. He's still with us. <laughs> uh, known for the Evil Dead series, Drag Me to Hell, many, many things. Uh, things. So happy birthday to him. And then uh, one anniversary date of a movie, uh, which ties perfectly into our discussion at the later in the show. Uh, on October 25th, 1978, a little film known as Halloween debuted, uh, an iconic film, my favorite horror movie of all time. And, uh, of course, we're going to talk about the latest installment in that franchise, Halloween Ends, uh, as our primary review today. Uh, in a bit of sad news, uh, we'd like to also report the, the passing of Ted White, stuntman and actor who played Jason Voorhees in Friday the 13th Part 4, the final chapter. He passed away on October 14th at 96 years of age. Uh, so we'd like to pay a little tribute to him and, and for his work on that movie. Uh, also, let me, I've got my new nose all mixed up here. They're also uh, back to Freeform. Freeform is also showing uh, all kinds of other Halloween and horror related movies. So check out them. And in, in news that's particularly huge to me, Corey Taylor, uh, of course, of Slipknot fame, has bought the rights to relaunch the Famous Monsters magazine. Uh, the magazine was originally titled uh, Famous Monsters of Filmland. It was published from 1958 to 1983. He has bought all the rights to them and, and many other things. And uh, he, he, he's very big into horror, and he said he wants to do lots of things with this. He wants to relaunch the magazine. He wants to have some conventions and eventually maybe even do some films uh, tied into this this property. Uh, they're beginning by – they're digitizing all the archives, and uh, they're going to put them up online for free for everybody to look at all these old issues. So that's pretty cool. Uh, so be sure to check that out. All right. I think that's all that new stuff. I just, just buzzed right through it to – because we like to talk about the movies. That's what everybody's here for. Uh, that's the meat and potatoes of the show. So let's talk about some upcoming releases that are coming. Of course, we mentioned Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. It's coming out on Netflix starting October 25th. It's an anthology of sinister stories told by some of today's most revered horror creators, including the directors of The Babadook, Splice, Mandy, and many more. Aika, have you heard about this series? Uh, any Any information you have on it? Yeah, you know, I, I actually I had uh, heard about it not too long ago. Um, it, it was just something I saw that popped up uh, as like a little like teaser type deal or an ad. Um, and it's like, you know, I, I'm a huge Gilmer del Toro fan. Um, I think he's great. So um, I don't honestly I'm trying to remember if I've seen a trailer for it. I don't think I have. But I do know this. Um, Guillermo del Toro is fantastic. And of course, the creators that they got to add to this anthology they're obviously all fantastic. I love the Babadook, Splice, Mandy, all of them. So I, I'm excited. Yeah, they're touting this as that they're going to give a very unique approach to the storytelling here. So we'll see what that means. Again, that's coming out on Netflix uh, beginning o October 25th. Uh, coming out in theaters, a movie called Slayers. Uh, it'll be out in theaters and digital October 21st. Uh, Vampire Hunter Elliot Jones is out for revenge on the vampires who killed his teenage daughter. Now that he's tracked them down, he turns to a motley crew of social media superstars to help him. Uh, Elliot Jones is played by Thomas Jane. 
Um, this sounds sounds intriguing to me. Seems like it's got a pretty decent little cast. Um, I, I would like. To, I'm curious to see the the motley crew of social media superstars and how that helps him <laughs> hunt down this vampire. I, uh, what have you heard? What do you know about Slayers? Um, so basically, <laughs> what I what I all I really heard is exactly what you said. The uh, description. But, you know, I'm very curious about this cast. Um, you know, Thomas Jane is he was in um, I mean, he was in a bunch of stuff. He was in The Mist. Um, I'm pretty sure he was in like The Punisher, wasn't he? I thought I he was in one, so. of the, yes. yep. one of the Punisher movies. I mean, he's been in a whole bunch of stuff. And so I like him. I think he'll do good. Uh, I am curious to see how that goes. Um, but also somebody I haven't seen in a while, Abigail Breslin, um, you know, who. I think a lot of people probably know her from uh, Signs or uh, Zombieland is a, probably another big one. So I, I am curious to see how this goes. Um, I think I will watch it because it almost seems comedic in a way. So yeah. I'll be down for that. Yeah, I, I'll give it a shot. I like I like those two actors. Um, I'm, I'm all about some vampire hunting. Uh, so we'll we'll see what that's like. Again, that comes out in theaters and digitally on October 21st. Uh, so be sure to check that out. Um, and one other uh, new release is coming out. It's actually a fan film, and I kind of wanted to plug it. And I, I just came across this on Twitter, and I thought, well, we'll throw it out there. It's actually being released on Friday, October 21st at 9 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. It is called Sawyer Massacre, and it is a feature-length Texas Chainsaw Massacre fan film that is written and directed mm-hmm. by Steve Merlo. And uh, it sounds very intriguing to me. The description uh, I've got here, it says, on June 30th, 1965, Jimmy's friends bring him to the Texas countryside to escape city life after a terrible tragedy. In need of supplies for their cabin, they ascend to a nearby gas station, hint, hint, where they are directed to find their supplies at an isolated farmhouse, but this property is not as it seems. They soon find themselves hunted by a cannibalistic psychopath with an arsenal of violent tools at his disposal. If any live through the nightmare, they'll wish they hadn't. Uh, So, you know, I, I love the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, I'm all about supporting independent horror and, and, and fan films. Uh, they're, they're honest to God. There's some fan films out there that are better than some theatrical releases. Uh, so so I will check this out. You can follow them on Twitter at Massacre Sawyer. Um, and I highly advise that if you, you give, it, give it a shot on uh, it's on YouTube. It's going to be out on YouTube uh, again, October 21st at 9 p.m. They're putting it out there uh, once they if they tweet something, we'll probably retweet the, the link to that and, and support them. Uh, so check that out. Like, I know you're a big Texas Chainsaw Massacre a fan and uh, i assume that you might give this uh, give us a shot and dive in and give it a view yeah no absolutely um i'm a huge fan of the texas chainsaw movies um you know i actually recently had the opportunity to go through and watch most of them the old ones that is um and no yeah absolutely i love it um but i i do agree i think that you know it's an underappreciated art uh fan films are and I think that a lot of people um, look down on them because they are either little to no budget films. But even like you just said, sometimes these films are better than the high budget films that you see in theaters. They have a better story or, you know, it's just it's typically better in a lot of ways. So I, I'm excited. I, I had actually never heard of that until just now. So um, I'm very excited. <laughs> Yeah, there's something to be said. The, 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 I think the great things about fan films and things like this is the, the word fan. They're made by – if someone does not do this and go to these these troubles, if they're not passionate about whatever the franchise or the project that they're working on. And and typically that shows. When you when you have that passion, it typically carries over because it's not about you know dollars and, and, and or you know streams or anything like that. It's just about that love of the franchise. So 
That sounds fun. We'll check that out. So now let's talk about what we did spooky this week and what we watched. Halloween, the festival of Samhain, the last great one took place 3,000 years ago when the hills ran red. All right, Ike, did you do anything spooky this this past week leading up to today? Uh, Nothing spooky, nothing spooky. Um, I'm thinking about going to a haunted house next weekend, Uh potentially. Um, I'm trying to get, uh, the, my wife to go. She, she's not a huge fan of, she likes haunted houses, but like she has a hard time, like the anticipation of the haunted house. So we'll see, but, uh, nothing else that was spooky. <laughs> yeah. I, I am, I am torn about haunted houses because in theory, I love the concept of haunted houses and I love the, 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 the work it's put into it and the craftsmanship that goes into them, but I am so easily startled and I have so many, <laughs> <laughs> triggers you know i don't like tight places i don't i'm, I'm a little claustrophobic and, and things like that so they're not the best for me um what i want is haunted houses to have a pre time before they're open pre-open time where the, the lights are kind of up and you can walk through and drink a beer casually and just see the props and not get not get the jump scares that's what i need out of a haunted house so you know i want to see the makeup and the, and the props and everything but i can do without the jump scares and the actors um, I didn't do anything spooky either. I was planning to go to Tiny Horror Con. Um, was all pumped, had my ticket bought and everything else. And ironically enough, I misjudged where the town that it was being held was as to where I live. I've lived in North Carolina for almost three years now. The majority of that time has been during the pandemic. So I haven't gone out and explored as much as I would typically have done in that time period. I don't know what happened when I first saw this convention where I looked it up and thought it was only 20 minutes from me because the night before I was, you know, getting all geared up. And I, so I thought, Oh, I'm going to map it and look at it again and see what the route is. And the, the, the convention was actually three and a half hours away from me. So don't know what happened there. And I'm just, I wasn't going to make that drive. So I didn't get to go. I was, I was disappointed because I love conventions. Um, Again, have, I have no idea what I did to begin with. I don't know if there's two towns with similar names that, that caused me, but anyway, uh, I said last episode that i was would give a report on it unfortunately didn't get to go so uh, nothing really spooky for me outside of the typical watching of movies um i will let you start because i i typically go what did what did you watch this week well um not a whole lot honestly um i watched i did watch halloween resurrection um and uh weirdly enough halloween uh curse of michael myers the sixth one uh both of those are obviously they're I don't want to say they're my favorites, but they're like my my guilty pleasure ones because Curse of Michael Myers is so cheesy, but like the producer's cut's pretty good. Um and Halloween Resurrection, it's got Buster Rhymes in it. So I mean, how can you go wrong with that? Yeah. Um he's got the best lines in any <laughs> Halloween movie, I, I honestly. <laughs> um but uh otherwise I really didn't watch a whole lot. Um Honestly, I'm trying to remember now if there's anything I've watched since we last last uh, did a podcast, and I can't I can't think of anything that I've watched in the last week or so. Yeah, well, I, I watched a few things. I, see, I'm always I've always got something on uh, when I'm when I'm doing other projects or doing other things. I've always got something on. It seems like so that's how a lot of these things get watched. I watched I watched Puppet Master uh, from 1989. Um, I haven't seen that in, in years and years and years. Uh, watched uh, VHS Viral, VHS 94 as I gear up for VHS 99 uh, to be released soon. So I've now seen all four of the VHS movies. So I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for 99 uh, to be released. Uh, I watched Sissy, 
uh, a Shudder original movie. It's on Shudder or AMC Plus, and I, I really enjoyed it. I, I didn't know. I've heard again, heard a lot about it on Twitter. Didn't know what to expect. I thought, well, you know what? I'll give it a shot. Uh, you know, I mean, Shudder did. You know, they did me right with Deadstream. So <laughs> I, I, I gave them faith, that, and I fully enjoyed this. I had a little a little twist to it that came early in the movie that I, I didn't really see. Um, I mean, it wasn't you know anything groundbreaking, but it it was a fun movie to watch. And then I watched Mutilator, the uh, <laughs> 1984 uh, cheese fest cult classic, um, which ironically enough, Mutilator they just wrapped filming a sequel, Mutilator 2, here in North Carolina uh, by the same guy that wrote and directed the first one, and that's supposed to be due out sometime in 2023. So, uh, hmm. kind of a uh, nah, nothing. <laughs> it, it's your typical. 80s uh, slasher trying to cash in on the uh, the rise of slasher horror movies, uh, but it's a it's a fun little watch. Um, so that's that's all I watched this week. Uh, so uh, we'll uh, I guess we'll catch our breath for a moment and we'll get to the main event. We're just buzzing through all this because I'm sure we're going to have a lot to say in our review. So let's uh, let's again take a deep breath and when uh, we come back, we're going to talk Halloween ends. It's been four years since Michael Myers vanished without a trace. All right. Of course, we're going to discuss Halloween ends as the entire internet community world is. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen such a decisive movie (laughs) 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 or divisive, excuse me, that is is dividing people so much. Uh, But Halloween ends did come out in theaters and on Peacock. It it did have a, a pretty good weekend. Did 41 million was the number one movie for the weekend, which is I don't think it's any surprise with all the hype uh, going into it. And it's a, you know, it, it's got people talking again about this, if the viability of being released in theaters and streaming simultaneously, uh, because this movie was, and it's still, uh, like I said, gross 41 million was the number one movie. Um, and, and uh, but it also should be noted we we've talked about this a little bit in, in some of these episodes so far. But this is a great time for horror. Because yeah. over the weekend, there were five horror movies in the top ten movies. Uh, I mean, we had Halloween at one, Smile at two, Don't Worry Darling at six, Barbarian at seven, and Terrifier 2 at nine. That is that is unbelievable. That I mean, half of the top ten movies right now are horror. Of course, it is that time of year, but that's that's to be expected. Um, but, man, that's that's awesome. That is great. Uh, that will lend uh, to, to the future development of projects. If, they, you know, if studios see there's money to be had. Uh, they're going to green light more of these projects. So now let's let's get to it. Let's let's talk our opinions. I didn't really I didn't take notes on Halloween ends because frankly, I didn't know what to write down. Because this movie this movie has got my mind a swirling. Um but I I'm gonna let you go first this time. I typically I give my thoughts first. I, I want to hear what you have to say about Halloween ends first. <sighs> Okay. That right um, there might say it all. <laughs> yeah. So let me let me let me uh let me spin a yarn for the listeners at home. Let me spin a yarn for you. So uh keep keep in mind, uh, you know, I I'm one of those people I go into every movie and I'll probably enjoy every single movie that I have I, I watch. In some way, shape or form, I find some enjoyment out of every film. And I do want to preface this by saying they did enjoy Halloween Ends. The movie was fun. It, it it, you know, checked off all the boxes for a slasher film. Um but in regards to how it how I perceived it as a Halloween film is kind of how what's important here. Um, 
let me say that when I initially watched it, I had the rose tinted glasses on. Um, I was so excited to be watching a Halloween movie. I bought tickets to watch it in IMAX, and I was just so enthralled and just so ready for a Halloween film. And I liked it, and I watched it. And initially, I was like, you know what? It's a it's a it's a four out of five. It's the best one of the best ones I've ever seen. Blah blah. blah. And then, in what I can only describe as like the uh, cinema equivalent of post nut clarity. I, I I I found myself with my head racing, trying to just figure out what the fuck I watched. And I, I gotta be honest that I while I like the movie, it, it's probably in the at the bottom of my my list when it comes to other Halloween movies. I would put Curse of Michael Myers over Halloween Ends. And Ooh, that's a hot take. Yeah, that that is a hot take because here's the deal, and and a lot of people online and they want to because here's the deal. I'm normally I'm in the minority when it comes to these movies. I'm like shit. This is the best movie ever, but in this time I have to agree with the majority with a caveat because here's the deal. I don't agree with all these people that are like you know hooting and hollering about how it, the movie didn't make sense. The movie made sense, all right. It was a little meta. It had a lot of subtext. It had a lot of I would say in-depth thought processes that went into the movie. And that's all fine and dandy, but truth be told as a film that was supposed to top off 40 years of Halloween, it was supposed to top off a a trilogy that is supposed to just be so great. Halloween and Halloween kills were really good movies. This movie just felt like a a piece of shit in a toilet. You know what I mean? And I like, I don't want to, get into it too much but how the movie ended it was just it was just so it was so short-sighted i think that's the only way i can really describe it is that the film was so incredibly short-sighted and i think that they were trying to rush to some conclusion that made sense at least to them that they kind of forgot that there were all these other movies that gave them so much information and context that they could have used and they just didn't do it so to say that I'm disappointed at this at this juncture is is a kind of an understatement. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know if I have ever felt so mixed about a movie ever. Yeah, because I literally, on the one hand, can convince myself that I really, really like the movie. Yeah, I, I can I can make that argument in my head, and it's valid. And then I can make the argument that I really, really don't like it, and that's valid too. And to me, this this movie and and, in, and kind of in retrospect, this whole trilogy in a bit has become and reshaped the that this is all the story more of Haddonfield, not yeah. of any characters, not of Michael Myers, not of Laurie Short. It's of Haddonfield. I I, kind, I like that approach. I like I, I like how they tried to tell this story of it has this town so fucked up and freaked that they're looking for shadows everywhere. Right. And and they're expecting Myers to come out. And when he's not there, they're they're seeing other boogeymen. And yep. with the what's what happened with this Corey kid. Right. We see at the beginning of the movie he, what happened was, you know, it was an accident killing the kid. And it made him, a you know, a villain of this movie. And it made Lori. They villainized her a bit, thinking that she was the one that brought the Michael Myers thing to Haddonfield. And I, 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 I like how they attempted to do that where they attempted to show the impact of this on on Haddonfield and what that will do to people 
I, I, I don't have I see people complaining about the lack of Michael Myers. I don't have an issue with that right. because in the original, he's not in the, the he doesn't have a lot of screen time either. Myers is best with the tease. Right. And that tease of when's he going to be there? Is he there? Is he in the shadows? Is he lurking? I don't have I don't have an issue with that part. Some of the portrayals of him. I mean, I get that he's he's older. I get that he was broken down and beaten. But there were to me, there's there's points where I know not necessarily towards the end. There's points where they made him look a little weak. Yeah. And it I, I was confused. I was a little confused as to why he was hiding in this tunnel. Is it because he was was so hurt and beat up and he because he's never done that, right? It's always been pursue, 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 go at it. He knows Laurie's still out there and the family's still out there. So what what flipped where he was suddenly hiding? It, yeah. it was a little ironic to me, a little a little weird. Um, and I don't know. There was a little too much love story in it for me. I, I just don't, you know, the the Lori with the cop that that was okay because you know it it is happy ending for Lori, whatever. But then this this weird ass love with this Corey and the granddaughter, I mean that was kind of twisted. I, I really expected that they were both going to do this dark twist, and the yeah. granddaughter was going to go all evil as well. And um, it was, I don't know. It's like I really, it's hard for me to even formulate thoughts about this movie. Because I I, I, I I give them props for trying something different, right? Trying trying to tell a different kind of story. I don't know if they, they stuck the landing 100%. I've, 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 I've watched it twice so far. I will, I mean, I'll watch it more. Um, it's going to happen because even even the bad Halloweens, I, I end up rewatching. Yeah. But I'm curious to sit down and watch the new timeline, the four movies now in this new timeline. One right after another and see how the full the full scope. Because it, it doesn't I don't know, it feels like it it dropped. I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 hard to, to judge what they were trying to accomplish with this movie because it was so hyped that it was the end. Right. It was the end of the Lori versus Michael. Pursuit, battle, war, whatever you want to call it. This was the end. And, and, and it was. And it. I mean, when it kicked into that fight, I mean, that fight was something something else. Yeah. And uh, full of gore. I. I get what they tried to accomplish at the end with the parade through the streets of Haddonfield and that it was this closure for the time. That's why I keep say, thinking they wrote this storyboard to tell about Haddonfield than anything else, because, you know, it, this the it gave the town closure to walk, you know, parading through the streets. And. But that I don't know, it felt a little forced to me. Yeah. And, and a did. little cheesy. I I don't know. I, I, I know they, they want you to believe this is it. The franchise is done. I don't believe that. I don't believe that any franchise is ever dead, especially when it was the number one movie over the weekend. You know someone in that office is going to sit there and say, well, hey, we can make more money here in a couple years. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know if they were to maintain the franchise. I don't know how they'll do it because, I mean, I you know, Myers is is gone. I mean, yeah. it was clearly him, clearly ground to bits. So it's such I, a perplexing movie to me. Yeah, I and I I don't know. You said we said spoiler warning, so I'm not super worried about like you know yeah, yeah. spoiling it totally. But um, I 
I think that, you know, we all, I think everybody knows at this point, you know, Meyer Myers is dead. You know, Michael Myers is unequivocally gone, but, and like, this might also be a hot take, but I think in order for the, this movie to have worked and the way that they shaped it, Lori needed to die and Michael needed to die and Corey needed to live because yes, I agree. I, I not to say that I want more movies or that they should be thinking about making more movies. But if you think about it from the perspective of what Halloween has always been, right? Michael Myers is the, just the true evil. He is the purest form of evil. There's no motivation for his killings. And then honestly, I and a lot of people didn't like it, but I think that removing the uh, element of them being related made Michael Myers so much more evil because even when he had when he has a reason to do what he was doing, it, it makes him not necessarily more relatable, but you can understand a little bit. But when you remove that complete concept from the story and you say he literally is just killing to kill he is literally pure evil and it makes dr loomis's words so much more powerful right he is pure evil you need to kill him you need to burn him alive you need to spread his ashes you know like it really makes it feel like he is evil but if you kill evil you there has to be something else right if you kill michael myers you can't also kill Corey because here's the deal this movie was a story about, like you said, they lost one boogeyman, so they had to find another. And Corey was the boogeyman. So you have this other boogeyman who needs to honestly needs to secede Michael. He should have killed Lori. Corey should have killed Lori, and Allison should have been the new final girl. And by doing that, you have this new dynamic where Haddonfield now has to come to terms with the fact that they created another Michael Myers. And they also have to come to terms with the fact that they did to Lori what they what they did. They have to come to terms with that guilt. And now the story can continue and you can actually have a real ending. What they did in this movie, to me, didn't feel like the end. It didn't feel like the end. It felt like some half-baked idea that somebody came up with and – it was so short-sighted, so short-sighted. <laughs> yeah, as I and as I watched the movie, I completely thought I thought that's where they were going. Yeah. I thought this is going to be a passing of the torch. Maybe this is it. Maybe they don't make more movies, but they're going to leave the door cracked where they can they can proceed in a new in a new light. I I would have bet money that that Michael Myers and Laurie Strode were both going to die. I thought whether they be they do it together in that fight, they would just both die side by side in this poetic way or whatever it might be. I thought it was going to happen. I thought, I thought, you know, Corey, I, I, what I fully expected is when he did this, you know, he stabbed himself to make it look like Lori killed him. I thought, well, that won't, that's not going to be it. Right. They're going to come at some point. They're going to come through that house. And that body's going to be gone. Right. He, he didn't die. He just disappeared. And Oh, where is he? What happened? Yeah. Then of course they had Michael break his neck, which I'm like, I don't, I don't think that was needed. All right. You didn't nope. need, you didn't need that little closure between Michael and Corey. It was unnecessary, right? Not to mention the, I, I mean, the to me, the team up between the two was kind of weird to begin with. It just seemed odd because I kept sitting there watching, thinking, you know, why is he tussling with this guy? Why is he, you know, following this guy? Why is he 
whatever, helping or whatever. Why is he not just stabbing this guy? Because this guy's in his way. And that's what Michael Myers does, right? He just yeah. he's going after whatever it is, be you know, Lori. And this kid's in the way. This kid's <laughs> a speed bump. I got to get him out of the way because that's what he he just does. Whether it be Loomis, whether it be a nurse, whether it be uh, ambulance drivers, whatever it might be, he just he kills it to get it out of the way to pr- keep that pursuit. So, and again, I don't know whether they wanted to try to make it look like he was the age that how hurt he was from the last movie. But to me, that just made it look weak. I'm not saying you had to make him supernatural or unbeatable, but he still has to be a force. Yeah, I I know. I mean, I, I guess in retrospect, they wanted to make him look defeatable because that's what they were going to do. But there's there's ways to do that. They wouldn't have changed that fight scene whatsoever. They, I mean, it, he, I don't know. I but I, I fully thought that they would they would die. They would leave the door open for Corey to return because early on. I was enjoying the development of Corey. Yeah. And, and and I sit there and what I thought in my head as I watch this movie, and I don't know if it's just how my mind works. When he donned the scarecrow mask and he was doing this, I thought he's developing his character. He's not yeah. going to be Michael Myers. He's developing his own character with this mask because that mask, I liked the scarecrow mask because it was supposed to be nice and cute and innocent, but you put it on a guy who was stabbing people to death and it, it made it suddenly creepy right it's the whole killer clown syndrome you know clowns are supposed to be fun right but for some reason so many people are scared of them <laughs> because they're they have that creepy fashion right sometimes things that are so cute looking are actually creepy so i really i liked what it was going i thought he's developing this character so that if they want to pursue the, 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 the there's all this rumor been rumors they were going to go try to go back into that anthology route like they were going to do with season of the witch and they're yeah. going to try to tell more stories under the halloween banner but they won't be michael myers stories so i thought this is the, what they're doing they're developing this kid to to have the ability to spin out of it and he's got his own character and and it, the mask is perfect because it, it's creepy looking it has his own identity it ties back to the granddaughter because she gave him the mask and it's 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 a, so it's a remembrance of her and he kept saying, if nobody can have her, or if I can't have her, nobody will. Well, that's, that's, and that's life. People do that shit, right? That's, yeah. that's a mentality. So when she finally came to the realization of, fuck, this guy's crazy. I don't want this in my life. He, he should have snapped even further. He should have been like, okay, well, that's fine. You don't want me. You don't get anything. And no one's going to get you because I'm going to, I'm going to take you off this, off the map. Yeah. And that would have been the new pursuit. And, whether they wanted to do it or not, it, they should have left the opportunity in the air. I don't feel that they should have completely killed Corey. You can leave it where it's up for debate, where if they if they determine that eh, we're not going to do this after all, we don't want to do this. That's fine. OK, maybe he did die. He bled out and died. So be it. But there's always that 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 hint of maybe he didn't. You know, maybe he's out there lurking. And I guess that's what I expected. I expected that old that old Halloween trick of Loomis looking out the window off the balcony and he's not in the grass anymore, right? He's gone. Yeah. And that's what I thought would happen. I thought they'll be fighting or something will happen. They'll come around the corner or the police will come in and he'll be gone. The body will be gone. And he didn't yep. die. No one knows what happened to him. He's so the 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 new boogeyman's out there. Hadn't thought they closed the door. 
it was only ending one chapter, and now there's this new chapter, this new kid that they villainized, right? That did this thing, and and but they didn't. They completely closed. And I don't. So I don't understand then why there was all this development and buildup. Exactly. Just because it didn't tie into to, to Michael Myers, just to have Myers be the one to close the door. It and, and not that I would have liked it anymore, but it would have made more sense if the granddaughter or Lori had killed him. And, and, and the, I mean, in the end, because if, if, if that's what you're going to do, why? I mean, why is it? I, I, I don't know. I don't understand why he had to be the. I don't. Because because what I was what I was thinking is is because I mean it kind of to tie back to the whole like why why was Michael there? The only reason Michael showed up at the end and and here's the deal before i say this i like this i think this makes uh it it makes perfect sense he was there to get his mask he wasn't right. there for any other reason he doesn't give a fuck who Lori is he doesn't know who Lori is i'm convinced michael does not give a shit who he kills he doesn't even remember Lori. it's like that scene in the in in, uh, in, in avengers infinity or in, in war or in game or the fuck <laughs> he's one of those he, things <laughs> right. You know, Scarlet Witch is like, you took everything from me. And Thanos is like, I don't even know who you are. That's yeah. Michael. Michael doesn't give a shit who he kills. He doesn't know who he's killing. He just kills because he's pure evil. And he just wanted his mask back. And he perceived the situation as I need to do this to get my mask back. And yeah. I like that part. But like you said, they should have just left Corey alone. Michael should not have killed uh, Corey. And then Lori because the, mask, and, the mask was already off, right? It was yeah. already over there. He still could have done the same thing. He could have picked it up and went. Everything could have been the exact same without the neck breaking part. Nothing would have changed otherwise. It, it, it should have been inconsequential to him that this guy was laying there. Yep. And, and but, but it brings me back to my point. Why the fuck didn't he kill him to begin with? It's like, why when they're down there tussling that knife in that rock? I mean, when that kid came down there one time, Michael Myers should have been lurking in the shadows and just stabbed him in the heart. Yep. It's like, why Why did he not do that? Uh, it's like they tried to make him too vulnerable. They tried to make – they wanted to give Michael Myers depth, and there shouldn't, there's no depth, right? There's It's this kid who killed for no reason, didn't – hasn't you know spoken however many years, 30 years or 40 years or whatever it is, hasn't said a word to anybody. And uh, it, I, it's like you don't add depth to that. It is what it is, right? It's supposed to be – Quit thinking of him as Michael Myers and go back to the original when he's just the shape. The shape. Right? Yep. That's that's what he is. He's don't you don't even I mean, yes, he's got a name. Yes, we know what happened. But that's it's the shape. Right. That's what it is. It's not because it's just it's just terror. It's just fear. It's just shadow. It's just this thing that's going to get you it no matter what. It doesn't you know, they always try to say, oh, he kills babysitters. It doesn't matter. It, the babysitters were just there, just yep. like. You know, if he's you know escaping from an ambulance, the ambulance driver, the paramedic, they're just there. But it, it is it, watching this movie, though, it is also hard. As it is to to try to forget two through resurrection and, and put those yeah. out of your mind, too. And I think some people get hung up on that when they when they yeah. watch this movie and, and it's not what they're expecting. You have to keep in mind that in this timeline, two through resurrection don't exist. Nothing yeah. that happened in that is is canon in this timeline. This this side timeline, it's the, you know the seventy eight movie and the three new ones. That's anything that happened to those is it, and because yeah, they call this the H forty timeline, the Halloween forty years later timeline, and um, 
you're exactly right. Everything, nothing else exists. They're not related because the whole brother sister thing didn't come around until Halloween two, uh, which was like an eighty two, I think. Yeah, they so, even did they not even mention that in in like the the first film or what? No, no, no. Excuse me. I'm thinking of uh, what movie was it where they 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 said that? Which one was? No, I, now I'm shooting, yeah, like, that was. They said, was oh, Halloween. weren't they brother and sister? And they're like, no, that's just a rumor that people have said. Yeah, that was Halloween twenty eighteen. That was the this yeah, one. Okay. Because right. in every other timeline, they're related. Even the Rob Zombie movies, the Mark of Thorn, and the Halloween twenty year later timeline, they're all they're still related. Yeah, this is the only one where they're not, which is yeah, important. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know, and and I understand. I guess another little problem I had with this, I understand in our our human hearts wanting Lori to have this happy ending and getting finally getting to have a normal life and not have to do with this fear. But I, the previous two movies stressed so hard how she was out of her mind, right? She was an alcoholic. That's how she, she self-medicated. She, she had this home that was built up like a fortress with all these traps and, and, and ways and escapes and, and, and ways to trap him if he were to ever come back. And she was constantly doing target practice and, and everything else, she was so, so twisted. So it's so much PTSD. And then this one starts out, well, I've just decided that I'm not going to be, a, you know, I'm yeah. not going to live my life by the fear anymore. I'm just, I'm going to celebrate Halloween. I'm going to make pumpkin pies and I'm going to push it. Really? That doesn't, I don't know. It's not that easy. And I, to me, it, 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 it makes, it, it shorts the, that, that trauma. And I, I can understand her trying. But there should have been more of her catching a glimpse out of the corner of her eye and thinking he's there. Yeah. And and it's still that it's still there. I'm trying to bury it, but it's, it doesn't go away. It is exactly. still there. And she it, it was important to that character that she never believe it's done, that it's it's I don't care if we haven't seen him for however long. He's still because she's always been that way. Right. I mean, look at the gap between Halloween 78 and Halloween 2018. And she still believed after all that time he was still going to come back. Yep. So all of a sudden now she's just going to think, oh, OK, we're good. I'm, I'm going to move on. I understand trying to put on a front for the granddaughter. Right. And trying to try to look strong and, and trying to say, okay, I'm going to try to do what I can. I think there needed to be more teases of the in, uh, inside. I'm still that same person. Lori Strode is wearing her own mask. Right. Yeah. She's she's putting on a happy face, but <laughs> deep down inside, she's still that last girl and she's still screwed up. And uh, and I didn't I you didn't I didn't get enough of that. I, nope. I felt like there should have been some more of that. Um, I don't know. I just. I felt like they, they tried to they tried to do a 180 on too many things that they had established in these last two movies. That I don't know, I don't I don't think they, they needed to. I mean, I, you know, if you want to have her trying to live with the granddaughter and still have, that's fine. That's fine. But they should have done a scene where she, at the end of the night, she sat down getting ready to go to bed, you know, and she did all this stuff. And then she looks over and kind of lifts the pillow. And there was a gun under the pillow. Cause she, I'm, you know, I'm not going to completely let this go. You're right. She, yeah. I'm still going to be, I'm still going to be ready just in case, even if I try, I just think there needed to be some of those in there where you felt like it's still, it's still the scarred girl that saw her friends die, saw her daughter die, 
no matter how much she thought it was done, it, it wasn't. And because why would I mean why would she suddenly believe it it wasn't? Exactly. Would, you know why? What would have changed? That that would have made her believe that despite everything. And again, even trying to ignore two through resurrection. Why? Even with what the last two movies did, she still should have believed. You know that that boogeyman's always there. It's it's never going to be gone. And, and uh, you know until one or both of us is is, is dead. And that's what they, they they built it up to to believe that this story doesn't end until we're dead. And yep. I don't know. I, I, I don't want to say I'm disappointed that Lori didn't die. I just felt like that was very, very important to me because even though now she's I'm sure supposedly she's convinced. Yep, he's gone. You, you, you still can't let that go. You still can't let 40 years of trauma go. Yeah. And 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 think the the scars and the the effects are gone. And to me I thought there would be this she dies so she could finally be at peace, right? She could finally escape the chase and that's the only way she could fully get out. Is And I I get that she they had that moment there where he was choking her and she said do it, do it. And and I and I thought, well, here they are, too, I mean almost too little too late. Her thinking, yes, let's let's just be done with this. Right. Let's just right. both go and, and, and call it a day. And then, of course, you know, she got rescued. Yep. So I don't know. Again, I've 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 never I don't think I've ever had such mixed feelings on a movie in my life. Uh, yeah, no, I would agree. I, I'm the same way. I mean, me and my wife, we talked about the movie the entire way home, you know, and I don't know. I just I agree with what you're saying. It's just they honestly like. And I don't mean this in any way, shape or form to be like disrespectful to like, you know, any of the people who are involved with the film, because here's the deal. It was if it were not a horror, if it were not a Halloween movie, this would be a fantastic movie. Honestly. Yeah. Had you had that not been Michael Myers and had that not been Laurie Strode, this would have been a wonderful movie. This would have been a very well executed movie that made perfect sense in some way. But if you but that's if you take it completely out of context. If you have the context of the last three movies, technically, which would have been, you know, the 78 movie, the 18 movie, and then the Halloween Kills movie, it just doesn't make sense. The puzzle pieces aren't fitting together. And I think one other important thing to kind of keep in mind, too, is that um, and there's a lot of people out there who want this movie to be reshot. Um, There's actually like there's like legitimate like uh, like uh, wishes or petitions yeah like change.org petitions and i'm like don't get me wrong i i i would love for them to reshoot it but who the fuck makes a petition about that and do you actually think jamie lee curtis and (laughs) david gordon green are gonna look at this fucking stupid ass petition and they're gonna go out there and reshoot the movie no absolutely fucking not but here's what i do hope here's what i sincerely hope and everybody at home can quote me on this I sincerely hope that there is an alternate ending because a lot of movies do film alternate endings. I hope there's an alternate ending and I hope there is other scenes that maybe they shot that they can put in a special release or something with an alternate edit of the film, like a producer's cut, like they did with Curse of Michael Myers. You know what I mean? The producer's cut made that movie palatable much more than the original cut did. So I think if they have that footage, if they have that alternate ending – I think that there's still hope for this movie. So, I mean, maybe it's wishful thinking, but yeah, that that's my two cents. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's weird. Cause I like bad movies, right? I, I like yeah. cheesy movies. I love Halloween three season of the witch, but 
they didn't take this this movie where they tried to tell a story and then they tried to cram Michael Myers into it. Yeah. Just just because they felt like they had to. And I felt like it it felt like two stories mashed together. And I don't know. I mean, I, I understand how they tried to tie it together again because they I think they wanted us to believe the bigger picture was was Haddonfield, right? It wasn't just the Laurie Strode. It was this town. I mean, at the beginning, where they tried to talk about the kid, the little kid, well, he, he, he's having trouble sleeping and stuff because of Michael Myers and, and this and everything. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's I get it. See, it's 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 affecting all kinds of people. But it didn't. The kid was still a brat, and yeah. the kid was the one that was terrorizing was terrorizing Corey. And I guess that was important because Corey couldn't come across as the bad guy because it was all about the town made him a bad guy because of this accident. Yeah. And I get that that happens. And, and that's a, that is a movie that can be told and be made, but it, I don't know. It felt weird. The interaction with him and, and Michael Myers that well, were they tussling in the tunnel. It was just peculiar. Honestly, and and here's a here's something that I think that they could have done. I think that something that they could have done is you could have shown Corey going into that tunnel, having that encounter with Michael, and then just kind of like leaving it at that. Like he just kind of escapes. He's all bloodied or whatever, and he escapes the tunnel. Yeah. And then you could have it where. Corey is like seeing Michael and like trying to get tips from him on how to kill and all that shit. Like he was in the movie, like you need to show me how to do this and blah, 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 blah. And all this crazy shit. You could have that done. But then at the end of the movie, you have a flashback to Corey killing Michael and hallucinating him through the entirety of the movie, proving that horror doesn't, that evil doesn't die. It just passes on. Right. That yeah. he basically inherited like the soul of Michael. Like I would have enjoyed that better if you had killed Michael in the beginning of the movie and just not shown it, and then had Michael live on as sort of like a spirit. You know that that would have been better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it was. I thought when I first my first watch through, I thought when he encountered Michael and made yeah. it out, and you knew he was taking this twist and this dark turn and having these thoughts, I thought he was just going to start posing as Michael Myers. Same. That he was just going to don a mask. Because I kept thinking, oh, he works in a, he's a mechanic. He works in the shop. He can get the coveralls, right? He, that was, I thought that, oh, that's an important element. That's showing why he can. I thought he's just going to start taking out these bullies and stuff, posing as Michael Myers. And eventually, there'll be, they'll, they'll come face to face where, you know, be like, ah, what are you doing? You know, and, and I thought, and, and Michael will just kill him and just, you know, and, and then there'll be the final fight. It just, it seemed kind of, I don't know. I felt like there was, again, the two avenues. There was either the, you know, posing as Michael Myers, trying to take over that mantle, or the developing his own evil character, and they didn't really flesh out and go either way with it. And it, it, it I don't know. It's, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I, <laughs> I felt very relatable to Corey with the, the, the punk kids that were terrorizing him <laughs> and doing all these horrible things. I thought, man, if those shits need to die, because. <laughs> I mean, they shoved him off a bridge, and oh, he's like, oh, it was he jumped, or he, whatever. It's a, and the one kid with the bad haircut, I'm like, God, that's unfortunate. And I'm like, these guys, these kids are hateable characters. And I guess that was even more so to try to make, they try to stress that Corey, Corey wasn't a bad guy. He was a, a, a kid in a bad circumstance that made him. And 
that didn't feel relatable here because yeah. that's not what Michael Myers wasn't. He wasn't a, a he wasn't a kid in a bad situation that it made him that way. I mean, there was no no precursor to to show why he would kill the sister. It just yeah. it just happened. He just did it more than likely just to just to see what it was like, just to see what it felt like and and, and, and everything. So it's like, don't try to draw a parallel with this character or do this because it's 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 not the same. It's not, you know, I, I don't know. It was. It, it Again, I, I, I don't know what to think about the movie because I didn't hate it. I didn't hate watching it. Um, it wasn't that it was, but it was just, I don't know. It, it felt like it fell short from what I wanted. Maybe it was my expectations that were that high, but I just felt like it needed to make a little sense. And I felt yeah. like there's too many, too many open, too many questions that uh, didn't make sense to me. It didn't, I don't know. It's like, I, I don't understand why you put it in the movie. It didn't, it just, it, it didn't make sense. And I felt like a couple little tweaks here and there, and it would have made a little more sense. Not saying it's still the best route to go, but it is. what I mean, and if they wanted to write this thing where Haddonfield was this big town, big victim, why didn't they have it where Myers just pretty much burned the town to the ground, right? Was just yeah. killing everybody, trying to get to her. And in the end, you know, I mean, where it's pretty much Haddonfield's just the, ends up being a ghost town. And I don't know. I mean, I'm not a writer. I'm not a director. I'm not saying I could have done better. I just, I don't know. It's it's hard for me to sit there and it's a well-made movie. I get all that. Well-acted movie. It looks beautiful, all that. But it's hard for me to say that they put that out there and they watched it and thought, yep, this is the best we could have done. This is what, this is what we need. And uh, again, I, you know, I'll give props to them trying to do something a little different. And, uh, and I, you know, I, I, I'm glad there some people enjoy it. That, that's great. I, and again, it's not that I didn't enjoy it. It's just, I, I, I it just doesn't I, sit right. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's like, it's like, it almost gives you an upset stomach. Like, you know, I, I just, I don't know. It just, there's, there's a lot of stuff that just does not sit right with this movie. And it just, it's not kosher. I don't know what it is, but it's, it's not yeah, fucking it, kosher. <laughs> it's hard to put my, oh, I don't know. So, all right, let's rate it. I, how many out of five? How many screams you give in Halloween ends? Two point five. Two point five out of five. That's that's exactly where I'm thinking. I'm thinking two point five because I'm, I, I in my mind I'm thinking I I always thought I want to give it three, right? I want to say that's just middle of the road. I don't know which way, but then I thought you know what? It's not. It's a little bit a little bit below that for me because I th- I feel it leans more 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 on the negative than being just running the mill. So yep. two point five for me as well. So that easy average there 2.5 screams out of five uh from us for halloween ends um see i knew that's what it'd be we buzzed through all the news and the new releases i knew this would be a nice big discussion on this movie and i knew this was the one where we only needed to have one review because um <laughs> it was a big release i thought it was gonna be for different reasons because it was such a big release um but once i watched it i thought oh yeah there's plenty to talk about here and uh and i even purposely went and watched it again to think okay i'm gonna I'm going to give it a, another look here, right? Maybe it's just the first time didn't settle right. Let's let's give it a second. Maybe I missed stuff. And, no, I felt the same way after the second view. So <laughs> nothing changed for me. So next week, as we are, the, the next episode will be right uh, just a few days before Halloween. We are going to review Trick or Treat. Uh, we're going to talk Sam, one of my favorite movies about Halloween and, and one of my favorite horror movies of all time. I love this movie. I love the Sam character. Um, so great. I cannot wait to, re- I'm already, I'm already, it's like, I'm already, 
<laughs> I'm already <laughs> blowing the lead here. Um, <laughs> but no, that's what we're going to review next week. So uh, I'm excited about that. And then we will have a Halloween night special episode uh, that will be outside of our normal ro- rotation where we are going to discuss. We each chose three Halloween special episodes of uh, that are just either Halloween specials or, or Halloween episodes of TV shows. Uh, and we're going to discuss these six episodes or these six specials. And uh, we're not going to have news or anything like that. We're just going to talk about these six Halloween specials. And that's going to be released on Halloween night because the kid in me still loves Halloween specials or, or holiday specials in general. So we're going to discuss this. And as you can be, as you would expect, uh, given the uh, generational gap between us, uh, there's a wide, wide array of Halloween specials that's going to be on this <laughs> list of six. And it will be interesting. I, I, there's a couple of my. No, OK, let me say this. There is one of mine in particular, and I'm not going to give way uh, to the listeners what we're what we're picking uh, until the, until time. But there's one of my specials that I, I just absolutely cannot wait for you to watch because you're going to watch it and you're going to be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> but you're also going to probably watch it and say, I understand why Dave likes this. <laughs> probably. Uh, likes, might, likes might be a strong word. There's a there's anyway, there's one definite redeeming quality in this thing for me. But uh, it'll be interesting. It, it's a it's a good mix of reviews or excuse me, of, of specials uh, given our age difference. So check that out. That'll be Halloween night. But again, next week, trick or treat, make sure you again, subscribe to us, follow us on social media. Woo. Ike, anything before we get out here, I think we've just, I think we've literally beat Halloween ends to death. I think I'm done talking about it, thinking about it. I'm, I have been stewing on this all week, <laughs> not knowing <laughs> what, how to formulate my thoughts. I, I'm kind of glad that we, we've got this one in the bag. So anything before we get out of here, uh, nope, you're right. I, I think we've literally meant this so fine, more fine than Michael Myers at the end of Halloween ends. It's, I mean, it is pureed at this point. It is as it should be. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Um, it is <laughs> don't what bring it up is. Halloween in this media ever again. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, damn it, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go watch Halloween three season of the witch because God damn it, that's a better movie. Uh, Amen. I I venture to guess that in whatever it was, 1980, whatever, when it came out, if podcasts and the Internet had been the same, it would have been an absolute duplicate of what's happening with Halloween ends when that movie come out. Everybody <laughs> would have been like, what the fuck is this? What is this? Oh, my God, you've ruined the franchise. What are we doing? I'm like, <laughs> it would have been the exact same. You probably could just take our review and, and just dub over <laughs> season of the witch for Halloween ends. And it would have been right. the exact same, but I love that movie because I do love cheesy and bad horror that, uh, <laughs> I, I, which I know sounds ironic given what I just said about Halloween ends, but <laughs> it is what it is. So, all right. Till next episode. I'm Dave. That's Ike. Wherever you go and whatever you do, be good, be safe and have many pleasant nightmares. <laughs>